It is Monday, April 25th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. And you're sipping your half-calf decaf mocha latte with a twist already mm-hmm. to get your Monday started in a power direction. What are you sipping on? It's just espresso. I think that's your order. Every time you say that to me, it's the same order. So it yeah. makes me think that's your Starbucks order. So if you ever see see Rose at a Starbucks, go ahead and order him that and yeah. he'll uh, give you a high five maybe. Yeah, the, ne- the next person that brings me that half-calf decaf mocha latte with a twist will get some sort of John Boy Media t-shirt, I imagine. No, we'll see. Um, we want to thank everybody that's joining us, whether it's via YouTube presence, regular podcast format, or for the second week on the AMP app. If you're a first-time caller on the AMP app and joining us live, last 35 minutes of the show, we'll take your calls, your comments, your questions, your concerns, everything. So it is all coming your way. And boy, let's just dive right in. I thought, may- yes, you want to point at me? We're diving. Okay, let's dive. I thought maybe we would start with a milestone achievement of Miguel Cabrera, 33rd member of the 3000 Hit Parade. Until that dude, Angel Hernandez, stole the show for everybody to see on Sunday Night Baseball. You know, we don't get to see explosions like the one Kyle Schwarber had last night. That is an A++++. It is, uh, you know, already a tough at bat, a tough start to the season for Schwarber, for the Phillies. And then, you know, you get rung up on a pitch where you're battling, you're battling against Josh Hader, lefty-lefty. Like, this is already very tough. You don't have to have the umpire to come make it even tougher. So I think, you know, obviously there was a lot of other missed calls during the game. So this was built up. This was tension that's been built up. Uh, and Schwarber just let it all out. And you know what? Good for him. Like, sometimes you need that. Uh, not only get the place fired up, the crowd, let's go rally around the boys, but also the team, too. I think sometimes you just need a blow up like that. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Phillies kind of took this and just kind of maybe – took some momentum from it i wanted bryce harper still miked during that whole process you know he had already taken it off i think at that point and was not man i really wanted the i wanted to be able to hear the bench at that point dude haters haters face after was pretty good too <laughs> he's like he like just got away with something right there man walking away like okay dude uh, mccutcheon after the game he was on sports center he was like it was horrible all night <laughs> we got to be better we have to be better I want to ask you this, because I actually think that foils in sports are a great thing, right? You have to have somebody to root for or a team to root for, but you have to have the enemy out there. I'm not so sure you want it to be an umpire or a referee because that really, it affects the standings and affects the games. And there are people that openly question every time he butchers a call. And last night he had the worst performance of any umpire so far this season, as far as the strike zone goes. Why is he still an umpire? The lawsuit is impending. He lost that. Why can't, why can't they just say, pay him off and just say, go away. We don't need you anymore. Because he, they can't do that. I mean, they're, why? They can, I don't know. This is just the way it is. You are an, um, it's, it's, you're a Supreme Court justice if you are an umpire. You have the job until you do not want the job. But you don't. You where, do. where does it say that? Is there some sort of bylaws that, that similarly run Supreme Court justices, college tenured professors, and major league umpires that I'm not privy to? I think so, dude. I don't know what happened. I don't know how this came about. But look, there's no repercussions for bad calls. There's no testing you have to do to make sure you can still perform at a high level, which you know you probably should have to do. So like, you just, you're just there until you don't want to be there. Angel, again, look, good guy, maybe not a good umpire. Like, 
So he there is a good to dude. Be something. He's a good dude. Oh my gosh. You go up to him. Hey, how are you doing? God bless you. Like, you know, like every, obviously there are going to be some people who say, I don't like him because they've had a ruckus with him. I never had anything like that, you know, but uh, very nice. But, you know, nice doesn't equate to a good umpire. Can I ask you this? Because there was a clip of, a, of him driving out of the stadium last night and Philly fan yelling at him, Angel Hernandez, you suck. And he kind of smiled and waved and all. Do you think there's a part of him that likes being that guy? I don't think so, dude. How could you like being that guy? Like I said, like, unless this is a completely disingenuous, like, character, you know, portrayal to me, he's a nice guy, you know? And he's in this position. Like, I think this smile you're seeing right now if you're on the YouTube, like, that's just a genuine smile. He's probably saying, God bless you, man. That's what he always says. <sighs> it's rough. I got to tell you, man, it's rough to watch a game and the games in mid to late April count just as much as the ones in September. So last year, the Blue Jays missed out by one game in the playoffs. I would hate for somebody's run to come to an end because of that. I don't want people to think that I'm just like completely dismissing like what he does as an umpire. Like it affects careers. It affects seasons. It affects a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So like, you have the right to be upset. Kyle Schwarber has the right to throw his bat and give that beautiful performance that he <laughs> did last night you know but there's nothing that can be done about it until angel decides to hang him up all right miguel cabrera is not hanging him up anytime soon but we will be hanging his plaque in cooperstown five years exactly after he is done playing became the 33rd member of the 3000 hit club on saturday you called it base hit to right field against the colorado rockies this isn't so much a question as to an open-ended discussion as to your thoughts. You know, I just watching that happen and seeing everyone so happy for him, watching highlights and interviews with people. I, I sat down and watched something, um, had Alex Avila on there, Victor Martinez, and, and just hearing these guys talk about him. It's awesome. Victor Martinez says he is Venezuelan baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Victor Martinez, by the way, hell of a player, hell of a hitter. Miggy is just kind of on a different level. I think the way that he was blessed with natural ability mixed with like how smart he is and how he understands his job as a hitter. He's the most like his approach is consistent. Like there is no wavering in his approach. And as a hitter, you wish you could do that. And it seems so simple. Like, I just go do the same thing, have the same approach, but like, it doesn't work that way. Your mind races. You try to make adjustments. Miguel was consistent in his approach, no matter what the count, no matter who was on the mound, no matter what the situation. And I mean, that's why he is who he is. He's able to do that. Uh, just, I've said it before. I got to see him at his peak, the triple yeah. crown winner. I was over there. Like I was having a decent season myself. Like, really feeling like being in the big leagues at that point. And, but like, I'm, I'm feel like I'm doing really well, like the best I can play. And then there's a guy who is just three, four, five times better than me right there. And it's just, it was cool, man. I don't know. It's like watching baseball. God, man. Well, yeah. Really I mean, is. listen, you're going to be able to tell your grandkids, like I played against that guy. I was on the same field as him. And there aren't a lot of guys that you will speak about in that ilk for me, just as a fan, I love milestones. And it's what separates baseball from every other sport. Dude, I'm a sports nerd. I can't tell you any milestones in the NFL. Like, what's the, what's the all-time rushing mark? you have any idea what the number is? Isn't it Eric Dickerson? 
No, it's not Eric Dickerson. It's Emmett Smith. But do you have any idea oh, what the number is? Season was Dickerson, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about career milestones. Like I don't know. You don't. I don't know. Right? They're all guesses. Like we think it's this, but the numbers in other sports do not factor into our hearts and our minds the way that they do in baseball. So when somebody gets 3,000 hits, it's like the world stops. And then when you boil it down to he's one of seven members in the 3,000 hit 500 home run club, and then you boil it down even further, he joins Hank Aaron and Willie Mays as the only guys with 3,000 hits, 500 homers, and a lifetime average over 300. And he have to go like, oh, for the next billion to fall under 300. There are three people walking the planet with those numbers. Three. So for us to be able to enjoy it and soak it all in is just phenomenal. There is nothing better. I think I like to break these big numbers down in, into sections here, into seasons. It's got 3,000 hits, Chris. 200 hits. Like, how many people get 200 hits a year? Well, these days, it's almost no one. None. Okay. 15 years straight of 200 hits. Yeah, that's what you have to average. That is absolutely insane. 500 home runs. 10 straight years of 50, 20 straight years of 25. Like, it's crazy, dude. Like, when you really break the numbers down like that, you just have to tip your cap. Like I said, just consistent. And to my knowledge, there's been no cloud of uh, steroid right, of or performance enhancing. Him. Like, right. this is yeah. real deal shit right here. And I love it, man. Hats off. And that's the other thing here. He truly is universally loved. I was taping a podcast with Trevor May that's out today. Uh, we started about 10 minutes after he got to the 3000 hit club and, and Trevor was on the out West in Arizona. He didn't know that happened. I told him during, while we were recording and he got a huge smile on his face. He's like, that's awesome. You know, in his really deep voice. As I got to face him a lot. I said, I could be wrong, but isn't he universally loved? He said, absolutely. He's like, yes, we want to get him out. And I played in the same division with him for six years. I always wanted to beat him. But yes, he is as appreciated a player as there is in the sport. Up next on the list is Robbie Cano, who at 39, I don't know if he's going to get another shot to get. He's at 26 and change, 2,600 and change. But when he gets there, it's gonna, there's going to be such a stink around it if he does because he's been suspended for whatever it is, a year, year and a half because of yeah. it, you know, PED issues. It's so not the same thing. really, I, I got to be honest with you, the next guys in line are like Altuve, trout you know i'm gonna have to wait 15 years for juan soto to get there folks i hope you enjoyed this weekend because it might not happen for a while for a long time and um what was i gonna say oh yeah we've mentioned it on the show before but his tutelage like his hitting tree the guys that he's mentored like are some of the biggest bats in the league like they learned from miggy and what a what a treat. And I hope that just that continues. Like I hope Castellanos yep. goes and he's someone's mentor. I'm sure he is helps them blossom into a, a great and same with JD Martinez. I'm sure he has already, like yep. it's just going to continue. And that all started with Miggy. Yeah. And by the way, last week, our amazing producer, Robbie Scirocco put together like a 10 minute uh, diatribe of all these people who have either faced Miguel Cabrera or played with him or just admire him and know him a little bit. It's they're great little stories. So go find it at Rose rotation on our Twitter handle.
Today's edition of Baseball Today is presented to you by our good friends over at Muggsy Jeans. I want you to feel great. I want you to look great. I want to save money. It's just a couple of easy steps. First of all, if you've never tried on a pair of Muggsy Jeans, you know how like jeans in the past, you pull them on and it takes forever to get over like my child birthing hips and all sorts of stuff. And then you button them and you're really uncomfortable. That is not the play here with Muggsy Jeans. They are the most damn comfortable jeans around. They are stretch jeans for men. This is what they do. It's what they specialize in. So I want you to go over to Muggsy.com. You're going to use the promo code today. You're going to get 10% off your entire order. You're going to look great, whether you're a few pounds heavier than you would like, or whether you're exactly where you want to play. That's the great thing about these jeans. They expand with you. If you've got a few extra LBs, and if you're right dialed in, they don't look too baggy. Like, that's the problem with some of these jeans that say, well, we look great with... No, it's not true. But here with Muggsy jeans, I could lose a few pounds, which I plan on doing, and they're still going to look and feel great. The thing I love most about them, the colors. It's not just blue and bluer and bluest. I got charcoal gray for the first time in my jeans repertoire, but they've got the whole rainbow color. So if you're feeling a little spicier and you want to try something different, go that. If you want to go more traditional, they've got that as well. So once again, go to Muggsy.com baseball actually today is the code word and you'll get 10% off your order. Okay. You'll enjoy them. That someone special in your life will enjoy them as well. I guarantee it. Let's move on to unfortunately the ugly scene in New York. Uh, Cleveland gave up a lead in the ninth uh, big win. Glaber Torres walk off hit. There was the issue with miles straw going face to face with a fan at the fence. And then after the walk off hit fans, a few of them started throwing shit at Oscar Mercado. Just give me your takeaway. Well, obviously, it's just such a – it's just a bad look. And unfortunately, it stains, you know, Yankee fans and the Yankee brand. And just – it makes even the city of New York look bad. But, like, really, I, I don't even want to give too much to this because it's not – it's not representative – it's not representative of who real Yankee fans are. And you and I have got to know a bunch of real Yankee fans. And they are mm -hmm. some really, really good people. Now, these – I mean, it's quite a few people. You can't just say it's three people. I think it was like, I think Jimmy's breakdown said there was like 20 something bottles on the field. So like it was, I don't know if it was like mob mentality or. That's or what it was. What happened? You know, I think also like people like need to like relearn how to act in these situations. Like we haven't been in a crowd like this for a long time. And I think maybe that had something to do with it, but like this was stupid. It should never happen. Um, if you're that idiot that wants to do it, like, just please try to refrain, stop, like maybe go throw it really hard in the trash can or something. I don't know. But, um, I just don't want to give too much to this. I think it was dumb and unfortunate thing. And I don't think it is really representative of true Yankee fans. Okay. So I, I spoke about it on Saturday. I put it out on social media, so I don't need to repeat a lot of it, but there are a few things that have kind of, um, come over me in the 48 hours ish since it's passed or 36 or whatever it's been my math sucks right now um thank you again to the yankees aaron judge and Giancarlo stanton and anthony rizzo in particular who went out there and kind of calmed the scene it could have gotten a lot worse number two um the league can do whatever it wants to miles straw the guy I, I, I DM'd him this weekend. We talked a little bit about what happened. He didn't tell me exactly what was said to Stephen Kwan, but he said he lost his shit because of what they were saying to an injured player. And most fans are very good when it comes to injuries. Like, the place goes silent. 
We understand that people are out there putting their bodies on the line in order to entertain us. Um, we see it every weekend in football. Like guys are carried off on stretchers or carts and there's a big round of applause and we continue on with the gladiator mentality. So most fans understand what athletes are doing in order to they get handsomely rewarded financially and fame and all that sort of stuff. But there's a price you're paying on your body. The one thing I was disappointed with, the Yankees haven't said anything. They did not put out a statement. And I implored them on Saturday to at least come out and say, hey, we are investigating the matter. We love our fans and we love your passion. You ha- you got to bring it every day. But that is not the way to do it. We That's not how we're handling it. It's not representative of who we, we are as a Yankees brand. And we don't want you if that's the way you're going to act. And we are scouring all of our cameras because they have way more cameras around than we ever know as fans. And we're doing that. And if we can identify anybody, you're not welcome back. I didn't hear that. I did yeah, not that, hear that. Very strange that they haven't said anything. I'm sure they are doing their due diligence. And they but we have to know that guys. they are, Trevor. Yeah. Or, or if not, then they're, then they're saying the behavior's okay. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe there isn't. I, I really think they should come out and say something. Um, I think the people who are who threw stuff will get what's coming to them. They're probably going to so. be banned for at least a year, maybe forever. I don't know. Listen, dude, if you were an owner, if I were an owner, I wouldn't want your money. And we have to be more responsible. I told my brother this story. When I was 17, I think I've told you this. I was at a Cavs game, and I yelled at the top of my lungs to Bill Lane Beer, who I hated, with the Pistons I, from 15 rows up. He wasn't going to hear me, but I, the stuff I was saying was reprehensible. I'm, yeah. I'm embarrassed now. I was 17 at the time, but here I am 35 years later. It's disgusting. We just have to be better. But then to throw stuff? Stop. Yeah, it's, 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 it's dumb. That's it. Yep. I mean, that's the only thing to say. And you know what? I, I have noticed around, you know, as baseball started up, you know, it seems like there's a fight in the stands every, not every but game, but sports. I've seen a lot, but I know I'm, I don't like that either. Like, I hate it. The, let's go to the game and watch the game. Have a good time. This is supposed uh, to be fun. People totally. like if you're going there to get hammered and get in a fight, just stay home. And it is possible that um, it's very possible. I should say that, you know, we're just catching all these things because of camera phones, right? Then in the seventies and eighties and nineties, we didn't have access to this stuff. So now we're seeing so much more of it, but would you ever want to get paid 15 bucks an hour to just be an extra security person? That's not armed and go try and break up a fight between two adults. Hell no, I'm out. So I guess the, I guess the thing is you have to hire more police officers, which I guess is more expensive and maybe they get to pass down to fans. I don't know, but I think that's where we are these days and it sucks. Let's move on to baseball. Cause I'm yes, done with please. that. Three huge walk-off homers in extra innings. Uh, Byron Buxton against the White Sox yesterday. Ridiculous. Kevin Kiermeyer against Boston. I think he's still throwing his helmet down in between first and second. Jeremy Pena, the rookie for the Astros against the Jays. Did you have a favorite? You know who I'm going to pick. This is my guy Byron right Buxton. here. I will say these were some incredible plays. Like, I, you know, I love KK. I love when he hits homers. Like, his reaction was great. Pena to dead central. I actually saw that one live. Uh, but Buck, Buck is on another world right now. And I hope it continues. I, I think it will. As long as he's, on, as he's on the field, his manager called him the best player in the world. And it's, it's, I was thinking about that. Like, can you really say that? And I know what Shohei does, but there's nobody with the high end tools like Byron has. Like, every single tool he has is elite. He's a platinum glove winning center fielder. He's, he wants some stats, Chris. 
Sure, I'll take him. Combined since this, this is from an Aaron Gleeman article who wrote a really nice piece on Buxton after the win last night, after the sweep of the White Sox. Combined since the start of the 2020 season, his 652 slugging percentage leads the majors 17 points in front of Mike Trout and at least 50 points ahead of anyone else. So he's playing elite defense. We know about his speed. And he also bangs the ball more than anybody in the league. Like it's, he has, when I watch him at the plate, he has found he's comfortable. And mm-hmm. I don't know if, if you, if people follow Byron, you know that he's had a bunch of different stances and approaches at the plate throughout his career. A lot of people have tinkered with him. You know, the, the twins were notorious for wanting him to keep the ball on the ground and use his speed. Okay. I was in AAA and rehabbing when he came, when he was down there trying to figure everything out. And finally, he, you know, he's just like, I need to do what's comfortable to me. I got to be myself. Had a leg kick. Now he's toned that down. He is in the perfect position. He has, he even looks like Trout a little bit up there. The way he has his hands, he cocks really slowly and tightly. He's got everything wound up. And then it's just see the ball, hit the ball. And he's, he's got the, best fast twitch muscles in the game i mean yep. he's a pleasure to watch he yep. really is so shout out byron buck my stay guy. out there stay out there for the first place twins um i i was i actually watched all three live i watched a ton of baseball this weekend i'm preparing for the nfl draft i'll be in vegas later this week for nfl network so i had a busy work weekend so i was just watching a ton and i loved every second of it the kiermeyer one was great particularly after they had the no hitter through nine. And then I was like, oh my God, they're going to end up losing this thing in extras. And then for him to hit the walk off and his interview afterward was amazing. But the Jeremy Pena one was special. Okay. We keep hearing this kid's got it, whatever it is. He was over his last 14. It was a game where they were on the verge of getting swept by a very good team. Zach Collins hit a home run to tie it up in the middle of the game for Toronto. They ended up taking the lead in extras and against Romano, who's been really good out of the bullpen. I thought that was a big time hit for a young kid and for an organization, which, which was slipping a little bit and hasn't played great uh, the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, that's because the Astros are chasing our next topic, the Seattle Mariners who swept the Royals. They went seven and two on their homestand. They lead the AL West. How long will it take you to buy into Seattle this season? I think we're bought in already. I, I think, you know, we said last year, like this is a prove it year for them. They came out, they've already like, Proved it, I guess. What are they? They're 10 and six right now. I know it's 16 games and you're going to hear me say, we still need to see what these teams are doing. I'm not, I'm not ready to say that they're better than the Astros or, you know, I think, I think they probably are better than the angels. Uh, but I will say they're for real. And they've had some ex- excellent performances by a couple guys who like, when you have guys like this really take this next step and, and, and be and play like they're playing. I'm talking about JP Crawford. I'm talking about Ty France. Like you're getting these guys that are exploding right now. Do you know what Ty France is doing this month? Five yeah. homers, 19 ribbies already. Well, do you think San Diego could use him in the lineup? Because they that's who traded him, him the up there. And then, and JP Crawford, who we know about his defense, he's coming around with the bat and power yeah, too. Great. So when you get performances like that mixed with the guys who kind of are, are your guys, I know Rodriguez hasn't even figured it out now. Kelnick hasn't even figured it out yet. When they, once these guys get going too, um, I, th- I think you just have to, they're for real. There's no so more that, prove it. There's no more prove it to me, at least as far as these guys can make the playoffs and be serious threats. Well, I still don't, I don't understand how they made it all the way to the last weekend last year. Cause their offense was just abysmal. Um, 
they basically had three guys producing. You mentioned France, you mentioned Crawford. A. Eugenio Suarez has been great for them. Really, really good. And he was basically a contractual throw-in in the Jesse Winker side of the deal. Winker got the big walk-off yesterday. He's and he admittedly and he tied it. Yeah, he's got it. You know, he said, I've got to get it going. And maybe that'll kind of unlock him a bit. Um, but to me, it's the pitching staff, right? We yeah. know they brought in Robbie Ray. Marco Gonzalez has been a solid pro up there. Chris Flexen has been great, but it's it's really the other two guys, right? It's Brash and it's Logan Gilbert, who I think has given up one earned run so far in his three starts, like a .54 ERA or something ridiculous like that. If they get consistent pitching out of guys who are toward the back end of the well, – by the way, Logan Gilbert is not going to be at the back end of the rotation. Like, we've moved, he's moved up a couple of chairs in class. Let's just say. Yeah, I, I think he's the number two right now. Yeah, I mean, he is. And by the way, all the – it's just the expectations we have for young guys. Like, he came up last year. He was great at times. He got pounded at times. But now he just looks so fluid, so consistent, and he is, he is fun to watch. All right, uh, last thing. What, what is the coolest thing you saw this weekend that we didn't talk about yet? Well, uh, you watched the series down in San Diego. Manaya was on the bump, and uh, his brother is stationed down there. He came out before the game, gave him a hug in uniform, and it was just cool. I think he had him sign a ball, and there must have been a little joke crack there. Like, you better, you know, I don't know what he said, but it was cool to see that. I, I, I never got to have a moment like that with my brother, but if, like, I was a starting pitcher and my brother came out, like, what a moment. Like, that's something you remember forever. It doesn't happen all the time. Just cool to see. I've got to play with Manaya. I know his personality. If you don't know him, he's just a big goofball. Mm. I think he's like six seven from Indiana. Like this guy was gonna be a an athlete. I don't know. It didn't matter what sport he was gonna. He's born to play a professional sport. He right. just so happens to be a left handed pitcher. Um, but great guy, and I think that was a really cool moment to see. Excellent. Uh, I'll go to his old professional home, Oakland, where Christian Pache has already become basically the most popular A's player. What is he? Twenty two or whatever. Um, Somehow there's there's a little boy named Jaden Solis whose dad tried to reach out. I hope I'm getting the story right to Pache through social media. Pache saw it. He's like, yeah, I'm going to try and meet up with you. And sure enough, he ended up getting him down on the field, taking a photo with him. And Pache made that photo that we're showing right now on our YouTube channel. His uh, his icon, his Twitter pic. I, I love it. That's just... That's getting it. I mean, you you have made a fan for life. And who knows if Jaden Solis is somebody we're going to be talking about this show, on this show in 20 years. But, man, if you inspired him to be great, and whether it's baseball or music or any educational avenue, you have done your job, Christian Pache. Tip of the cap it's, to you. It's awesome, and it's simple stuff like that. Like if players just take a, a little bit of time out to say hi or, you know, not just – rush by and sign an autograph, but maybe to ask them their name or whatever. Yep. I have, I have a guy, um, his name is Seth and he, uh, he actually writes, um, for a blog about the twins now, but back in the day he came through like a twins fest and I, and I was giving an autograph to his daughter and I said, Hey, why don't you sign your name? I want your autograph. And she signed my name, you know, something s silly like that. And he like brings it up all the time. He's like, I'll never forget that. Like you became like right. my daughter's favorite player. And I love you ever since that day. It's just like really simple things like that that can make someone's day. So ball players, come on, keep doing it. Real quickly, what do you have in John Boy? We are recording our series recap today, talking baseball back together with Jimmy and Jake. A lot of shit happened. So I'm excited to get in there. Um, and then uh, Tuesday we'll be filming our midweek episode. So just a lot of good, fun baseball talk. What about you, Chris? 
Trevor May episode is out today, talking about the Mets' fast start, him facing Miguel Cabrera, a great clip that we released on Eduardo Escobar. Uh, very, very funny. Go listen to it. It's good stuff. It's out there on the Rose Rotation. Uh, thanks to everybody for joining us. Special shout-out to our producer extraordinaire, Robbie Scirocco. If you are joining us on our podcast form or on YouTube, go download the AMP app. It's a great way to interact with us live every day at 1130 a.m. Eastern. Uh, for Trevor Plouffe, I'm Chris Rose. We will see you Tuesday on Baseball Today.